Hey everybody, this is Bevan. Welcome to Bevan, a femme over 40 and her friends podcast. I'm your host, Bevan. I've said my name three times. It's time to start the show. Um, you know what's really fun is that I put out this podcast. I to, In my world, it's Thursday night. Sometimes it, it like literally gets published on Friday morning, um, you know, just overnight. But it was always my goal when I started this podcast to have it out by the Friday morning commute. Um, I don't really think commutes are a thing anymore, right? Like in a post-pandemic world, let's just assume everybody works weird hours like me. I was on the phone the other night, um, not on the phone, haha, <laughs> I was on a Zoom the other night with uh, my ex-partner actually, and I had to go because I had time blocked, like a good chunk of time to get some work done. Um, Saturday is actually a big work day for me. <laughs> and uh, it was just so funny because they are a nine to fiver, right? Like they work a, a typical kind of nine to five corporate job. And so they were like, what do you have to do, blah, blah, blah. And then I, like, rattled off my to-do list, and they were like, oh. Because, uh, like, as an entrepreneur, my to-do list is, like, if I just started right telling you all the things on my to-do list, I could never stop talking, right? There's always more to do. Um, and when you're your own boss, I mean, basically what I have to be is a ruthless prioritizer. Um, and so it's just funny to, like, tell someone who has, like, a kind of 9 to 5 life on a Saturday night that I'm getting off this call so that I can go do three hours of work. Uh, it was really funny. And, um, and you know, it's interesting because, like, what even is time, right? Like, while I'm recording this right now, I think it's about to turn midnight. Um, but I've already celebrated midnight a couple times today. Uh, I had, I did a Zoom New Year's Eve party. We did midnight at 830. Um, and then I watched a DVR recording of Andy Cohen's CNN, um, you know, New Year's night. I enjoy Andy Cohen a lot. I enjoy Anderson Cooper. Um, and I wanted to, you know, see some of the special guests. So I was like, yeah, let me just watch this. And what was cool is mom has a DVR. So since I was at my mom's art studio, I just hung out longer and watched, um, the special on DVR and fast forwarding through the commercials. So I celebrated East Coast, uh, <laughs> midnight at like 11, 11 PM. It was actually 11, 11 here when it hit midnight on the recording. So meta, and in a year where we got Mariah Carey's autobiography out, and just frankly, I can't recommend it enough. I, to me, I read a lot of books this year, um, and I wanted, I, I'm actually, I'm just going to call it, it was my favorite. I, I have, there were so many books that really changed my life and leveled up my life this year, um, and, and the Mariah Carey autobiography. We were, I've been waiting for it as a Mariah fan for my whole life. Like, I just... I, my whole teenagehood, she feels like she's the same age as me because, right, what even is time? But she had an album out when I was in high school and I listened to it sobbing on the floor. I have a Scorpio moon and Venus. I didn't know what those things were. I just knew I had a lot of big feelings as a teenager. Uh, so funny, Alex the Medium, who I've interviewed on this show before, referenced me processing my feelings like I once did as a teenager by, like, listening to the right music to cue the right feeling to have what it, and I just immediately when Alex was telling me that I was like oh yeah Mariah Carey sobbing on the floor um in high school like I mean I'm sorry but vision of love like I had a vision of love that's all that you <laughs> I just I, I can't even think about that song without thinking about my toxic expectations of romantic relationships uh that I used to have to like solve my life and now I have a, a better view where I see romantic relationships as two whole people coming together 100%, 100% making a new infinity together. That's what I believe it is. Uh, Mariah Carey really did have everything that my little 
little heart um, full of romantic comedies needed at that time. And her autobiography starts out with a strong, strong chapter on what even is time. She's late for everything, notoriously late for everything. But she, and she's notoriously like a person who lives at night. Like she spends her days at night, like recording and doing whatever, very late at night. Um, but she also just kind of marches to the beat of her own drummer, does what makes her um, feel happy and joyful and, um, you know, cared for. And then she pumps out incredible art. She was on the, the New Year's Eve thing tonight with Andy Cohen. And like, there, she keeps setting world records for, for sales and things and all the things she does. Um, her holiday special just like hit all these records internationally, which I just think is amazing. And it's cool to see someone like hitting new levels in their career in a year like 2020, right? Um, I think what's interesting, um, I'm really low-key hoping and also have no expectations about this, that people will stop complaining about 2020 now that it's not 2020 anymore. Because, like, here's the thing. Chrissy Tolley and I talked about this in her most recent episode on the podcast, but basically, what if 2020 is just the beginning, right? It's a container. It's A year is just a container for what happened in that year. I think what's more significant is that you and I are alive right now during this time. This is a really huge moment in history that is changing everything. Everything is a frontier now. Um, I think something that's really incredible is that like, we have the possibility to create the solutions to what's going on. I think I'm hopeful that we'll get a new, a new, new deal, but I do know that we will have some sort of energetic community bringing together, getting us through this. I mean, our government has failed us so tremendously, or at least the U.S. government. I know many of my international listeners did not have to deal with the same amount of bullshit that we did. Um, but I'm just really just reflecting from this place of watching so many people get left behind, consciously left behind uh, by the U.S. Uh, who just, I mean, like the amount of military spending in a year where literal Americans are just like those skyrocketing poverty rates and evictions and houselessness and all of that kind of stuff is just, it's a moral failing in my opinion. And I think, I mean, it's like uh, there are more people now than ever who are feeding neighbors and like bringing food to food banks and community fridges and mutual aid and all of that stuff is just so incredible. I'm so glad for it. And I want, I'm, I know we're going to see more of it and I know we are who we are waiting for. Right. And we're all around for whatever reason, we made it, we're alive right now, and we're conscious, and we're going to change the world a little bit. Somehow, a little bit from everybody is going to really change the world. And we just need more everybody's, right? Like, I'm just, uh, I'm astounded at how many people are complacent, but I'm super grateful for how many people are not, and how many people have, like, really done the work to care for themselves, and then given what they can out of their overflow to other folks. And I think just an empowering thing I want to remind you is there's always something you can do, even if you don't think you can. Like, you just have to get creative. Um, there's a, f a couple of good books I've read about, like, basically the, the quality of life you get from having a giving personality. Like, even if you don't have, like, monetary resources to give, like, figuring out how you can still give to people. Like, I love to do... Um, applesauce from apples that are in the trees for free and on the land that I live on I just go and pick apples and um, I make applesauce it's it's incredibly labor-intensive like peeling and coring and chopping all those apples um, probably takes me about an hour or an hour and a half of labor 
uh, not including picking the apples, to like uh, ultimately get like five jars of hot applesauce that I can deliver to my neighbors. But then it's a nice thing I can give to my neighbors and I don't have to spend any money. Um, and I just cook it in the crock pot. Um, anyway, so just thinking about ways to get creative where you can have a giving spirit um, because that actually, I mean, it's, giving is the kind of thing that comes back to you. Just like compassion, when you have compassion for other people, it comes back to you. Um, and, you know, conversely, judgment, um, I think is the opposite of compassion. And that also comes back to you. So the more you judge others, the harsher you are to yourself. Um, so, you know, just some things to think about, like how to get more into generosity. I am not into New Year's re resolutions. I, shock, right? I'm sure you're shocked about that. Um, I am very into New Year's intentions. Um, and I've been doing intentions for a couple decades now. But I've really, in the last few years, like chunked it down to just a theme. Because a theme actually really helps me to organize my life for the year. Um, rather than, uh, you know, like a resolution where like it's easy to fail that, right? Like I try to set myself up for success. Last year's, uh, it's so funny, last year's theme was being intentional. So just like intentionality, what that means is just really applying myself to, you know, thinking about my time ahead of time and how am I going to chunk out my day and like um, being into, I, I worked hard to get on a budget, right? And like get intentional about how I spend my money. No matter how little I have, I can still be intentional with my resources, right? And steward the resources I do have. Um, and it's been really helpful to just have a theme because it makes it like keeping things simple makes them actionable. Um, and I was kind of struggling with like, what's my theme for 2021 going to be? And, oh, and also my theme for 2019, it was a weird theme, but it was data. I wanted to really get into the data of like how um, I, you know, how I am, like, right? Like just paying attention to my moods and what affects my moods and like what self-care has what result uh, so that I can get more intentional with my self-care, right? So I used the data gathering year I had in 2019 um, to then roll over to 2020 being intentional. And then 2021, um, so I was thinking about what did I need uh, from the year to focus on. And I just decided, um, Sasha asked this great question during a moon ceremony on at the full moon on the 29th. Um, and Sasha asked like one of the, the questions that Sasha always has journal questions. We do some yoga, we do some meditating, um, and, uh, some ceremony and some ritual. I had, I spilled a whole bunch of wax on my porch because <laughs> you know doing a little ceremony you just spill some wax or whatever um I just I, it ever since I got spiritual and got into candles there's just like every year or so there's like a wax mishap um and I'm just glad I was outside the the my little house anyway so Sasha asked us this question about like what feeling would you prefer to feel most like frequently and if you could feel this feeling every day what would it be and my answer was delight so I decided that was going to be my theme for 2021. I'm like, feelings are so powerful. It's one of the primary teachings of Abraham Hicks is like, you've got to focus on your feelings. Just if you focus on like feeling good, basically, like it's obviously like spiritual bypassing. Um, and that just means like just not acknowledging the truth of a situation, like trying to kind of jump over stuff and just stay toxically positive, right? Um, you can be positive while also being uh, aware and encompassing of the wholeness of a situation. Um, and I also think like finding delight in every day and like focusing on like how to like lift up my vibe no matter what is going to be the best service I can do to all of humanity, frankly. Like I really believe like 
our um, ha the energy we bring is the most important. That's why you serve from your overflow. You don't like say yes to a bunch of stuff. It's better to say yes to one thing and no to a bunch of stuff if that one thing is your like fuck yes, right? And like you can really focus on it and bring your best to it rather than bringing like your bitchy overworked self to a bunch of different things. Like I think 2020 has taught us or at least the pandemic has taught us that like we can be judicious with our time and we can be judicious with like what we choose to do. Um, I think it's a great stop and reset for all those people who are like running around uh, and this is work I've kind of done over the past several years so it's like the quarantine didn't I, I was already you know living simply right and had had pared down but like living in New York City really taught me if there's a lot of options for things to do you just got to get clear about what you want to do and be willing to let the rest go um, and I think so often we kind of like gather things that we do just because we've always done them and we don't take the time to stop and assess ourselves and assess what's right for us. Um, part of, I've been doing these moon ceremonies and really having an acknowledgement, like a formal sort of ritual acknowledgement of each full and new moon since September, very consistently. And I've done this, I've like popped in and out of moon ceremonies for probably about a decade it was like one of the first things I started doing when I got spiritual was get connected to the moon but being diligent about these moon ceremonies and consistent has actually really helped to ground and center me and allow me to discover a new layer of myself every 14 days or so right like with every lunation like new moon or full moon I'm like just examining myself a little bit you know doing these journal questions doing some ritual like releasing things that need to be released and just really kind of staying in it Rather than waiting for some crisis, right, to reveal myself to me or um, waiting for some other event, just allowing myself to have that inventory time has been really grounding. And it's actually really cool because I think above all else, we are celestial beings. I say this a lot in this podcast, but I believe like we're stardust, right? Like we came from stars and we are the way the stars are reflecting back at themselves. We're incredibly connected to that. Like just think about like how you how the sun feels on your skin or how like moonbeams feel on your skin, right? Like we are celestial beings having a cosmic experience like unfolding in, in this human universe, right? With our construct of time. And I just think the more we can like connect to ourselves as celestial beings, uh, the more and the more we can connect to the moon, the easier it is to kind of let go of all of the effects of the world, right? Like the news cycle and like what's going on here and what's going on there. And just like be really present to where you are, what the moon is doing and just like cut out all of the noise. Um, and the more I can connect to source and stay and get my energy from source rather than from the chaos outside, the easier it is for me to do what's really on my heart and make a difference in the world in the way I'm meant to. Um, and that's really why I think we're here. I think we're here in 2020 to bring whatever light we need to bring to whoever's in our orbit, whoever's, you know, in our, uh, right? Like the moon shines on us, earth, the moon circles earth, right? Like, um, so whoever's like in your orbit, right, is who you're meant to glow up for. And, um, and really kind of trying to figure out how to like bring that best self of yours into it. I want every year for me to pass into the next year being a better version of myself than I was the year before. And I think I can say this with great confidence. I'm glad and proud of the woman that I am now. Um, and I know that I will become even awesomer by next year. Um, I just had my birthday and I feel younger all the time. It's so cool. Like, I'm just like, there's this very uncertain future. Like, I have a lot of visions 
for my future, but like, I don't know how they're going to come to pass. And, um, it's all okay. Right. Like you just kind of let things unfold and let them be a surprise. So anyway, I hope this was helpful. I hope my New Year's philosophizing uh, was fun to listen to. I hope that wherever you are, you are just blessed beyond measure this year. I hope you have a peace that passes human understanding. I hope that you have joy. I hope that you have all of the things that make you feel happy and nourished and rested and you have the capacity to do some healing and some grounding and what's really important to you and that you get lots of quality time with loved ones and animal companions and I truly truly pray that um, 2021 shows us the end of this pandemic and that the pandemic just ends as swiftly as it came in there was a nice prophecy that said that it would and so that's what I'm gonna continue to bring and bring forth and vision forth is that this pandemic will just miraculously disappear this year, this calendar year, in this container. But I hope that you have an amazing 2021. <clears throat> and I always like to remind folks how you can support this podcast if it's meaningful for you. Patreon.com slash FKDP, Fat Kid Dance Party. That is my Patreon page. It is literally basically what I live off of. Um, I am so grateful to get to create there. Um, it's like a little self-care container. I have um, on-demand aerobics available. I do a Zoom aerobics class. I'm doing uh, spiritual classes this year. I'm going to do 12 uh, little like spiritual practices and rituals that have helped me in my self-care practice. Those are going to go on there. Um, and it's just a really great way for me to provide extra content for you that's exclusive. Uh, Patreon.com slash FKDP. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll talk next week.